We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey guys, it's Vlad Harris here. I'd like to take a second to introduce our newest friends from SeatGeek. Let them take the confusion out of your ticket buying experience. Instead of shopping dozens of sites to find the best deal, let SeatGeek do work, do the work for you. Their app scans the web for the best deals to your favorite game, concert, or show and rates them on a scale of 0 to 10 to let you know if you're getting the best bang for your buck. A green dot marks great deals. Yellow dot good and red dot not so good. Use promo code ACAA at checkout to receive $20 off your first purchase. That's two free beers at the stadium on them. What are you waiting for? That's promo code ACAA for $20 off your first purchase. SeatGeek Life's Event, we have the tickets. Hey guys, it's Vlad Harris here with another Panther Rants podcast. Welcome back. As we get to a slow period, as you know, I only did one show last week, and I'm probably going to do... Well, I'm, I'm trying to get some guests on this show as well. Because I've not done that. And I'm in the process of t- testing some audio conferencing equipment. Right now my hurdle is the recording part of it. Is getting it... Is getting it... Uh, you, know, the, you know, the whole conferencing recorded. I want to do it in the form of a phone call. But, in, but of course, none of that works. So, I'm working on some things. And I got, you know... Some people of mine want to have on the show. I got one confirmed. One person had interest, and he hasn't replied back to me. So I don't know, but I got some other ideas up my sleeve because as we get to a slow period, you know, I can only babble about so much, and really, it's slow for pit stuff. I mean, you know, as far as um. Pit goes, not much going on. I mean, well, for you know, for pit women's hoops, Asia Bug, she got a extra year of uh, eligibility, I believe, because she was hurt last year. So that's awesome that she gets to finish out. You know, gets another full season. But you know, Jeff Capel is out recruiting, and I guess people aren't happy with what he's been doing so far. That he's not winning, I guess, some battles. You know, that happens. You know, pit basketball, you know, has work to do. Especially in the ACC, we, you know, we thought maybe the transition would be seamless from Big East to ACC, and really we got a lot of things going on because, you know, for one thing, our facilities aren't as good as everybody else's, whereas we had, you know, some really bad Catholic schools to bully in the Big East and top of that, we had South Florida as well. I mean, we had, that's the thing about the Big East, is there were so many members. We had plenty of teams in that conference we can bully. I mean, over half of the conference we could. 
Now, not so much with the ACC. It's a little different. We don't have teams we can bully. Because they've upgraded. Because, you know, for one thing, they have football programs and they've upgraded their facilities. And they've, you know, and their, their people donate. So there you go. But, you know, as far as local sports, Pirates, you know, they're hovering around 500. You know, things have been quiet on the Steelers' front ever since the whole Le'Veon Bell, the draft, everything. Uh, the Penguins, I guess the biggest um, story now is, tr- you know, trading Malkin because he's 33. Obviously, you want to give Malkin to a contender. Someone who, well, you want to give him to somebody who desperately needs him, I guess you can say. The thing is, though, is how does he, one thing, can they do it? And two, will some of our teams take the bait? I mean, how is he going to be without Sidney Crosby, without, you know, being away from the Penguins? It's hard to say. You know, you know, you know, when Pierre Ned, you know, when Pierre Neville left the Pens, you know, he really, I mean, he was still a good player. He didn't set the world on fire. Uh, Yager, same thing. Yager was still good, but he, you know, he didn't get that. It's to me, he, it seemed like he didn't have that star power like he did when he was with Pittsburgh. Maybe because he was there, but like the Capitals traded for him, obviously, and, and Washington really didn't do a whole lot with him. I mean, they, and then I guess he bounced to the Rangers, and then he went to play overseas, and he came back and bounced around several teams, and. And now he's playing somewhere uh, overseas again because you know nobody nobody in NHL wanted to sign him, and you know which kind of sucks because the guy for as long as he played, I mean he's the guy's a tr- I mean regardless of people's feelings on him he's the guy still a treasure, and we were all spoiled that we could you know still see him in, in two twenty, as far as twenty sixteen still playing I mean that's phenomenal. But anyways. Let's get to some of the stuff that's happened. Oh, yes, the Kentucky Derby happened. And uh, this was fun, to say the least. I logged into my bookie, and um, I placed a bet on maximum security. And you know, I have a lot of buddies who, they gamble on horses. They've done it for maybe 20, 30 years, and they're very, he- you know, of course, these guys were older than me, but, you know, met a lot of them, you know, I met from work because I worked out, I worked out at an off-track bidding facility. I worked at, La, you know, Labrokes, which is part of the Meadows, and they had them, the Lab, Labrokes, they had one in West Mifflin, which I worked at. There's one in Greensburg, there was one in Harmerville, and I think there was another one somewhere else. But they were really popular one time, and, you know, a lot of these, you know, some of these guys I met there, and of course we crossed paths professionally later in later in later years. But uh, you know, I reached out to them before the derby and asked them what who they liked, and they're not going to give all their picks out because you know, why do you you know why would you? Uh, it's like it's like taking a test and uh, giving somebody you know somebody else asking for the answers, which still you know, you know, which in my case I can understand because. You know, if I'm there's there was times where I went for like a certification course, and I would get the, I would get certified in something, and then of course you get the other person saying, 
oh, how did you do that? You know, what, what, what tests did you take? Uh, what books did you read? Um, do you know all the questions? And it's like, okay, I went through all this, all this hard work to learn this stuff, and now you want the fucking cliff notes? And it's like that with anything you learn, you take on. The, you know, you, you take it on, and then those people who wanted nothing to do with it, it doesn't have to be like a test or a certification. It can just be anything you take on. They want to know what it is because they want to, you know, basically leech off of you. So I asked him, I was like, who do you like? He liked maximum security. So I placed a 20 on maximum security. The payout was $180 if I won. So I was busy with my kids that day when my daughter was sick with strep throat. And uh, I really didn't, you know, really watch the race. But I went on Twitter. The race just concluded. And Maximum Security was declared the winner. So I went, I first thing I did was log into uh, my account. And <laughs> sure enough, my balance was over 200 bucks. And I was geeked. I was like, yeah. And I was, and I was ready to do the, uh, the, the I was ready to the snapshot it, you know, the screen capture and post it on Twitter. But then I saw <laughs> that it was under review. And I was like, I'm just going to hold off on this for right now. If, I was like, in fact, you know what? Maybe it's not a good idea that I put that that you know I post my winnings my winning at all. So, sure enough, he, the horse got disqualified, and the uh, you know country country town or country whatever the hell his name hell his name was won the race, and he was a sixty five to one odd. I know in Vegas, the, in betting, he was 30 to 1. So if I'd, I'd, if I'd have placed a 20 on him, he the horse would have, I would have, horse would pay me, six, I would have won 600. And looking back, I probably should just bet on the long shot just for the hell of it anyway. But I didn't. But oh well. And all I could really do was laugh at it. You know, you know, my horse, you know, my horse gambling buddies, I tried to reach out to Matt for the race and. There were, you know, no no emails were being replied to, no texts, no nothing. And the next day, I guess, you know, one of my friends went off on a tangent. Let's see, first of all, his first email. He posted his entire he posted his, you know, his entire uh, betting ticket, and pretty much he lost a total of three thousand nine hundred three dollars in total winnings. So if Maximum Security would have won, he would have he would have won about almost four grand. So yeah, he wasn't happy, and um, you know so I you know so then the next email he says. Country pig will never win another race. The owners are healthy horse or healthy horse breeders. They will appeal then sue if necessary. They will get purse money one point eight million. Betters are screwed as always. And then um, of course supposedly another email. Let me see here. He goes. Owner Gary West just said maximum security will not race in the Preakness. I would have done the same thing. 
Country Pig up the track. And of course, yep, there was a lot more than that. And of course, um, he uh, tapped it off with um, he want he um, he wrote the um, he supposedly was writing a letter to the um, oh here it is. I'm drafting a letter to the president Churchill Jones. I know I will never get paid, but it'll be fun stroking these idiots. <laughs> So basically, he's obviously not taking this too well. You know, this person who wrote, wrote who's, who sent these emails, he just he doesn't like the Steelers. And when the Steelers won the Super Bowl in two thousand six, well, the season was two thousand five, but they won. You know, they won it in two thousand. You know, because it carries on. He wrote a. Um, he got really pissed off over it because he thought the Saints got hosed, and he um, was so mad about them Steelers winning a Super Bowl. On top of that, he's mad because you know he hates the Steelers and he has to you know, live in a city where they're going to be celebrating the hell out of it. And also, he hates the Rooney. So he he actually wrote a letter to the NFL. Calling them out on their bad officiating from that game. And as much as I hate, you know, as much as that Super Bowl was, as boring as that Super Bowl was, I should say, and it kind of was badly officiating on both sides. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, I mean, the whole thing sucked. I mean, the game sucked. I'm just happy. We, the only thing I was happy about is we won, so I can, you know, I can die in peace, knowing I wouldn't, you know, my team won't go, you know, go to the Super Bowl and win it this time. But he drafted a letter and wrote. He wrote a letter to the NFL, and accused them of um, controlling the outcomes of games and scripting games, which is what the NFL really, you know, has done a lot. It just feels like a lot of games are scripted, and it's just like, you know, it feels like it's WWE, and I always have always said that the, the NFL is glorified studio wrestling. But as far as the um, this whole derby thing goes, one, the person that, you know, that the, you know, the jockey interfered with, he wasn't really impacted because he was going to lose the race anyway. And even that 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 exact horse, that jockey, the that horse, even said the same thing. He said, "Yeah, we were going to lose that anyway, so it really didn't matter." And really, if anything, it should you know, my opinion should have stood, should have stood the way it was, but the Kentucky Derby just like other sports, is getting into this habit of doing what's right. And sometimes doing it what's a little, little bit right too much. And what I mean by this was, and as people, people just complain a lot. People get outraged too much. And now we're, we're getting a point where now we're, you know, the NFL now is reviewing pass interference calls for one, for, for one thing.
And it's because of what happened with the Saints. And if, if people if, if people don't seem to understand, yeah, it was, it was shitty what happened there, but the Saints had opportunities to win that game. And, you know, they they could have, you know, not to mention they had the first possession overtime and they throw a pick. But because of what happened and the outrage, NFL decided to do what's right, you know, quote unquote, do what's right. But, you know, I, I have no issues with it. But I just feel like sometimes doing what's right, if you're doing it too much, it can, it can suck out the game. And it may lead to more things that um, get reviewed or, heck, even games get replayed. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think at some point you have to draw the line on some of these things. I mean, do you review, do you review if it's going to impact the game? Because we've seen a lot of these things where, the, where you know, it got impacted, but... The horse racing thing, I don't think, needed to be reviewed because it didn't impact the um, the horse that won. Really, you know, the horse just you know the horse lost. He, the horse wasn't interfered with, but yeah, it's just you know we're, we're, it's we're at a point where even in horse racing, they're trying to hit the review too much. All that ain't really done it, but you know, you know, I guess you're catching my my grift. I mean, pretty soon in football, we're going to start reviewing <laughs> holding calls. Baseball, we're going to review slides. Heck, we're going to start replaying games. So, I guess what I'm saying is... I understand, I understand we're trying to you know do things to make things right. But in some instances, are we doing it... Are we doing what's right too much to suck out the game? And I think um, is there a line? I mean, is there a line to be drawn? I mean, there's just some things we got to think about when we make these rules. You know, you know when the NFL changes rules or we have these reviews and things like that. So, just things to take into account. You know, because for one thing, you're doing. You may be impacting another thing. I mean, right now we're, you know, going off the uh, sports thing and the politics. You know, we have a big-ass Democratic race. Elizabeth Warren wants to forgive college loans. Which, you know, she has a plan for it. Of how she wants to do it. But the thing is, is um, all I can say is be careful what you wish for because the government isn't all that money that the government is owed or, or whatever agency they deal with is owed. They're going to collect that money somehow. And it won't be from loans. I mean, if they're going to forgive it, they're going to they're find a way to recover that money because, you know, obviously our our government likes money and they're going to find a way to make it back. And, of course, you know, I saw a tweet about 
somebody mentioning about open enrollment, if, you know, government, you know, government health, you know, if government-run healthcare would eliminate open enrollment, you know. Well, here's the thing about open enrollment. I know, and I guess he was trying to say is it, it takes away the annoyance of open enrollment. But when you have open enrollment, your employer usually gives you a, t- a time period as to when to enroll, you know, your deadline to enroll. So to me, open enrollment isn't really annoying to me at all. Because, you know, my employer gives, you know, they usually give you, you know, a month at the least to uh, make your, you know, your benefit elections. So, you log in your page or whatnot, and you review it. I mean, I do it every year. I review how much it's going to cost every year. I mean, if, the, if it's going up, if it's going down. I look at the coverages, if they've changed anything at all. And really, I mean, there's nothing really bad with open enrollment. It's just, they give you a deadline, it's a pretty generous one. Just make sure you make your elections, and if you need to go back and change them, you can. And, of course, if you have a kid and stuff like that, or if it's a life-altering event, they'll let you modify what's uh, your elections and things, or modify your coverage. I think the issue with more of government-run health care is you want to make sure everybody, even government officials, are... Having the same plan, and everybody is everybody has the same plan. Every everybody pays the same, coverage the same, everything is the same down the line. But then, what happens? You know, when you have a new cabinet come in, say if Trump leaves, say if Trump has the government-run health care, and it's glorious. It's a glorious health care, a great health care. And the next president comes in and does something with it, alters it jacks the prices so it's just there's a lot of things with government government run healthcare you, you got to think about is it going to be the same fee or the same tax whatever you're going to pay because you know free healthcare isn't free healthcare it's the money's coming from somewhere so i mean is it going to go up because of this of certain things or is it you know it just there's a lot of things you got to factor in when talking about these things. They're, they're, in other words, they're not easy. Anyways, guys, enough of that. Let's go to the NBA playoffs. Now, so far it's been an exciting playoffs. On the, in the western side, we got the Rockets and Warriors tied at 2-2 now. Is the you know if the Rockets would have played things smart in Game One, in other words, if they would have stopped bitching about the refs and played their game in Game One, they'd be up in the series three three to one and hopefully going to Oakland and closing out the series. But they're two two. I'm not sure what how you know how this is going to go when they go you know how you know obviously the momentum's on their side. But Golden State has home court advantage because, you know, two of the last three games are at Golden State. Or, you know, the last one if necessary. So, I'm not sure how this is going to go. But, um, people were worried last year about after Chris Paul's injury, and it was the, the big issue. 
After got hurt, they lost the next two games. I think this time around it's a little different. Chris Paul really isn't you know the same Chris Paul as we've known in the NBA. He's to me when I watch him, he's still decent, but he's just a shell of himself. And I think you know this is more. If anything, you want the ball in James Harden's hands this time around. Steph and Clay are struggling shooting the ball. Steph's wife is all pissed off because she's not getting because none of guys are hitting on her. Because you know, with Steph being an NBA player, he gets the women thrown at him. You know, if 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 Aisha Curry wants attention, all she has to do is open up her DMs on Twitter, and I'm sure all the all the attention she wants. Lots of eggplants will be flying through her inbox. You know, so I really think, you know, it's just too literally. I think she's just taking things too literal. And it's really that serious. But um, Denver and uh, Portland play tonight. And I'm sure when this podcast is uploaded... Or by the time you listen to it, it will already be, you know, the game will pretty much be over. But I think I like Denver tonight. I, I really like Portland, but the game's at Denver. And I think, you know, they just won the last game. And I know that crowd's going to be ferocious. So I like Denver in that one. Pretty much, you know, Damon and CJ are going to have to, they're going to have to really come in tonight and make noise if Portland, you know, you know, What's to win this? Uh, this? You know, on the Eastern Conference side, the Sixers play tonight against the Raptors. They're at Toronto. Joel Embiid is sick again, and he's been sick all series, which I don't get. I'm not sure if he has diarrhea. I'm not sure if he has infection. I'm not sure what's going on with him. But there's that drama going on, and they're going to need him tonight. I guess to against Toronto, you know, Sixers' big cha- only chance pretty much is they're gonna have to. If Embiid if Embiid's hurt, you gotta you gotta work things through Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris, and and Jimmy Butler. Raptors side, they need a big game from Kawhi Leonard. Now, the Bucks and Celtics, Bucks are up three games to one, and you know. The Celtics, I watched them play a bunch of times, but they just seem very small compared to the Bucks. And really, their only chance is to shut down Giannis and hope and try to get the other guys from the Bucks to beat them. And unfortunately, they're getting run out of town by some of the by some 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 has-beens and never will bees. And I just think the you know that series is pretty much done. They were they were needing to click on all cylinders to even beat the Bucks, and it's just not going to happen. So, we're looking at probably Bucks. The NBA, I think, would love the Sixers for television purposes. So I was I would still say Bucks and Sixers. And the other side, I still I still like Golden State, although. Rockets have momentum, but we've all been there before with them. And of course, like the Nuggets. So Denver, Denver, and um, the Warriors, and probably the Bucks and the Sixers. 
So, should be an interesting thing. Other than that, there's not much else going on. Um, I don't think you, <laughs> of course, oh, there's Stanley. Oh, yeah, the Stanley Cup playoffs. That's a crappy thing I hate about living in a uh, NHL city. Or not NHL city, I should say. Now, the one side of the bracket you got, if we were going by the old school way, the Wales Conference, <laughs> you got Boston and Carolina in the semis. And, of course, the Campbell Conference, they're still in the quarterfinals as the Dallas Stars and the St. Louis Blues are tied at 3-3. And, of course, the Sharks and the Avalanche are tied at 3-3. So, when those two teams win... Not sure who they'll be. Then the then the Campbell Conference will be set. <laughs> but of course, I guess the NHL is, does East and West still. I guess. Although I still, you know, growing up it, for me, I was all about the Patrick Division, Wales Conference, Campbell Conference, and whatnot. You know, that's what I was raised on. I remember when the NHL changed it, and of course they changed the all, all kind of <laughs> the all kind of all kind of leagues. But yeah, it's going to be, regardless, it's going to be a pretty much a pretty interesting sets of you know, teams. I mean, of course, Boston from the original six. And the rest of them are just teams that there were, you know, St. Louis has been around for a good while. And the Stars were pretty much grandfather from the Minnesota Stars. And then you got the Avalanche, who uh, came from the Quebec Nordiques. And then you got San Jose, who were expansion team in 1990. So, yeah. Pretty um, pretty interesting group of teams, and I wish if I watched hockey more, I can talk about it more. And maybe I should do that. Maybe get a hockey resource on, on my show. Wouldn't help. Wouldn't, I mean, it wouldn't hurt. I mean, at all. Anyways, guys, I'm almost at the 30-minute mark. Usually it's what team to bet on this week. The truth is, I don't know who's going to win, but I think, you know, you got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on as long as important who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet on my bookie. Trust me, guys, they're your best bet this season. They've been in business for years. You have great online reviews. And your mobile site is easy, easy to use. Join now and they'll match your deposit, but they'll actually match your deposit by 50, 50, um, 50%. So if you play 100 bucks, they give you 50. Enter the promo code Panther25 to activate it. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, guys, I'll check out here. Hell to pit.